0: Hi everyone, Mitch from PickDogs.com here with Chris. It is Tuesday, August 16th, 2022 Here with your live show, live seven days a week, 365 days a year. Chris, we are at that time of the year where it is like, oh my God, <laughs> these shows are like, oh, it's like I get up and sometimes I'm like, man, I don't even feel like doing the show. You know, it's just, uh, it is some tough sledding here. What do you, you know, it's 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 baseball. It just kind of keeps going. You kind of have the haves and the have-nots, and even those games are are, are just you know the lines are just crazy these days. And, you know, I don't know. Kind of, I, I I struggle. You know, just being honest here.
1: Yeah, I, I I I feel that it's one of those things where it's just called the dog days of summer. It's just it drags on, but the solace we take here is that there's, you know, 11 days until college football starts and, you know, it's a smaller card, but it's, it's something. And then we're going to, before, you know, you blink and we're going to be into September and there's going to be everything starting to, uh, to roll up again. So, we only got to put up with a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. Just, um, you know, I know October can be tough. There's like not enough games and then, um, yeah. Yeah. But the way that the schedule is this year, a little bit different. But, um, you know, we, at least we have a full card today of games. And uh, things just keep rolling right along. I think I'm just sick of all these really big favorites out there. <laughs> I think, you know, <laughs> it's like, it's boring, you know. It's nice to see the Padres get it handed to them yesterday and the, and the Cubs too. It's like, why are the Cubs favored by that much against anybody? It just doesn't make any sense. It's fun to see them get it. Get beat by the Nationals. Yeah,
1: it's. I mean, it's. It's always fun to see sort of an underdog win. But yeah, you're right. These some of these prices at this time of year are just sort of getting out of hand. And you know, we we've seen heavy favorites throughout the year, but I think this is where we're starting to see the volume of just a lot of heavy favorites, and not just one that's just a super heavy favorite.
0: Yeah, we saw Garrett Cole get beat yesterday. Um, you know, for the Yankees. And uh, we saw the Astros lose in Chicago to the White Sox, blow a two nothing lead late in the game. It looked like they had the game well in hand, and um, you know, it's White Sox plating four runs in the eighth to uh, get the win there. I don't know. I think today's card certainly could have more in store. And you know, we saw the Blue Jays get beaten down at home by the Orioles, and that one was really a statement. Um, but you know, the Orioles did the same thing to the Rays in Game One, and the Rays bounced back in the next two, but. You know, I've I've talked about Alec Manoa and his conditioning um, a lot, you know, over the course of the year, and these are those, this is that time, and these are those games, and you you are starting to see his numbers, you know, regress, um, you know, in a big way, and a lot of that, I believe, has to do with the conditioning or lack thereof, and, um, you know, got preseason football. This should be kind of the preseason game this week, um, where we see starters in. And uh, you know, probably the last time we see them until September, though you know September, what is eighth when the Rams take on the bills on Thursday night.
1: So So there's a one week, I know I know it's only a three game preseason, but they take a week and a half layoff between the last preseason game and the season opener, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, that's how they changed it. Um, they added a regular season game. You know, to yeah. make it 17 yeah. games. And then they took away mm-hmm. a preseason game. And, you know, in college, there is no preseason. You know, it's like in baseball, there's <laughs> spring training. In basketball, there's preseason. So it's just, uh, it's tough, you know, because football seemed more of a contact sport. So, you know, maybe a little bit more risk there as far as injuries go. But um, <laughs> it's it still feels meaningless to me. I struggle with it. I know that. But um yeah, I'm, I'm 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 like half ready and kind of, you know, the other half just wants wants me to take a nap. Of course, the better call Saul series finale was last night and no Chris not a fan show which is strange.
1: Didn't say was, I wasn't a fan. I just haven't I just haven't started watching it. It's
0: just haven't started watching. It started six years ago. <laughs> it was just six years I, behind.
1: Right sorry, I shouldn't say. I, I just never. I just never started watching it. So, but I know that's my homework. By the end, by the end of, of the year, I've got to finish, start, and finish
0: Better Call Saul. So. Yep. Well, anyways, I hit my big play yesterday. I think Chris hit his. Uh, I know Ron Romanelli hit his. I think Brian hit his. A lot of guys hit their big plays yesterday. Um, the premium. Seems that the premium cappers have been super hot lately. Just seems that um, on a nice heater, and I think you know, I love reading the YouTube comments, and you know, the ronniacs you know, they they love the the big chalk. And It's like the Astros, you know, screwed me. It's like well, Ron's fifteen dollar play was the White Sox, so you know, <laughs> you, you kind of screwed yourself there. Um, it's the way that that works, but um, yeah. Anyways, let's get to. Uh, the the Ronny acts are like the king of talking about their bets from yesterday right and it's always like ridiculously high amounts you the know ten,
1: the, the 10 game my 2,500 five hundred 10 game parlay yeah,
0: it's always like their their parlays always pay like 2,500 to, to 8,000 dollars it's like you know and i never see those at the at the book
1: you know? i was one game off on my 14 game i'm 14 of my three game parlays and yeah, I don't know. Pixar Pixar didn't happen.
0: No, absolutely not. But all right, let's just get into some of these games, see if we can find our way. We got the uh, Marlins taking on the Padres, the Reds and the Phillies and the Yankees. Straight regression mode here against the Tampa Bay Rays. I had the Rays as a premium pick yesterday, so it kind of saved my ass there. Um, That and my $15 play. What do you what do you like here?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go with the Miami Marlins here. I just I think that Shmanai is the uh, the now the weak link in the uh, in the Padres rotation with Blake Snell starting to pitch better. He's been getting absolutely rocked in his last few starts. And if there's a spot where the Miami Marlins could actually get something going offensively, I think it could be off of Mania. Edward Cabrera he does have his hands full, you know, on paper with some of the names in this Padres lineup. But the Padres have been putting up clunkers left and right and I what think does he have his uh... hands
0: full of cheese like just a big wedge of <laughs> cheese like costco style or something well i would
1: say if, if you if you like if you just ask you know the general you know fair weather fan the person that just doesn't really watch all the games and you say oh well Edward Cabrera he's got to deal with guys like Juan Soto and Manny Machado they're going to be like oh he's got his, he's you know he's got, he's got a tall task out of him but like i said the, the padres despite getting all these guys have Really had games where they just didn't show up offensively, and I think that could that could play to Cabrera's favor. But uh, I, I think that uh, I think the Marlins found a way to get a win at plus money, and I and I do like the value as again with the uh, the Tampa Bay Rays here. Nestor Cortez Jr. has been a, a solid arm for the Yankees this season, but Jeffrey Spring's been good since the All Star break, and I think you know still we're getting a great amount of plus money to to fade the Yankees who are in a tailspin right now. So give me the Rays.
0: Yeah, Yankees in pure regression mode here, and um, you know the thing about the Yankees too is, uh, you know, the Rays, the second half of the season, you know, after the All Star break, traditionally super super tough, and you know once again starting to show that, and you know, while the Yankees, I still think will win the American League East, um, you know, these other teams a ton to play for. It's just not a lot of sep- not a lot separating these teams in the loss column. When you look at teams like the Rays and, uh, you look at, you know, the Blue Jays and Guardians, well, I mean the Twins, the White Sox, the Orioles, Mariners, they're all right there, which is very, very, very close. So, uh, you know, I could see the Rays, um, putting it together again here. I liked them yesterday against Cole. I think that, uh, you know, certainly Nestor Cortez Jr. can be had as well, um, as far as the Padres go it's just I I really struggle with this one because the Marlins so bad at following up um, wins you know just so bad at it but at the same time you know the Padres to me our team just looking for a place to, to fall down it's like the thing about you know the National League is the Giants are now four games back in the loss column from the playoffs and every day it's one less it seems to be one less you know last week um you know i think it was thursday we started to mention hey there are only seven back in the loss column and now it's like there are only four back in the loss column and it's like when you're chasing the phillies and the padres well that's good news for you if you're a chaser because you've got two chokers ahead of you and how about fernando tatis senior um bashing not bashing but kind of like defending his son and like what a tragedy it is that he's you know suspended it's like You signed a, what, $400 million contract. Don't you think that you could check the ingredients? If it truly was a ringworm medication, as he claims, don't you think you check the ingredients, you check these things, you check every little thing, you know? Don't you have someone that, before you do anything, you have somebody check all this stuff because you have, you know, I I don't know. I I just, I don't understand it. But uh, I know the Padres are not happy about, they're not not happy about the suspension. They're not happy with Tatis. They, yeah. they are saying um, the words, trust issues.
1: Yeah, and the decision-making an and earlier questioning, just like you said, just not being more careful at just checking what uh, what it was, if it in fact was a ring word medication. I mean, was Manny Machado yelling at Fernando Tatis? It just says, Lotrimin is $10 at Walmart. And he's shouting at him.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's really the situation here. It's kind of, it's just odd, right? It's like, you know, I never understand it when they always claim these other things. You know, it's just, it's hard to believe, right? It's just like, you know, why is it always something like that? You know, I mean, Mark McGuire, I think, said the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, they all say the same thing. Oh, it was in something else and it had nothing to do with this. And it's like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do cocaine, but you know, if, if, if it's in something that, you know, someone tells me to take or whatever, I certainly, certainly at least check. Right. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't know, you know.
1: And with that, it's it's always going to be obviously guilty until proven innocent. And you gotta, and, that's that's kind of where where the trust issues are going to come in. It's going to always sound like an excuse until, you know, it comes out. Oh, it was a, it was it was just a mistaken test or, or whatnot. You know, until until. I think that, it's something like
0: that out. brings down the whole team and really the organization yeah. and everything involved. And you know, it kind of sucks the life out of it. Yeah, it takes the air out of balloon for sure. Yep. Anyways, let's go to our next slot got the Nationals taking on the Cubs Patrick Corbin up against Justin Steele got the Pirates up against the Red Sox and the Blue Jays against the Orioles what do you got to say about this Chris
1: Well, for me, for the, for the, for these uh, games, I'm gonna go with the over eight and a half between the uh, the Cubs and Nationals. So I might go with the Chicago team total here. Patrick Corbin's just been a disaster. You know, four and sixteen on the year, and ERA up over seven. His last six starts at twelve point four six ERA, and uh, there's gonna be runs coming in bunches this game, and it might come a lot of them might come from one side here. So, give me the over eight and a half in this one, and I lean towards. The Blue Jays, minus one and a half, but I know they haven't been good against the American League in terms of covering the run line. I think it's nine in a row they've lost uh, on the run line against the uh, the American League. But, uh, you know, Dean Kramer, not the same pitcher on the road that he was early on in the season where he was actually pitching fairly well. He's given up 11 runs in his last couple of road starts. And as uh, I said, Alec Manoa usually pitches a better ball at home even if he does have some conditioning issues. So I lean towards Toronto on the run line at home in that one.
0: I love the Orioles in this one against the Jays. Um, Manoa is just way out of shape. And it's like, you know, over the grind of a 162-game season, I mean, that's where it starts to show up here in August, um, late mid-August, right? Second half August. So this is where that conditioning and everything really kind of pays off. It's, you know, it's the 10th round of a 12-round fight, you know, and this guy's, you know, 75 to 100 pounds overweight minimum. So I, I think that, you know, I think that's a big part of the problem. I think Dean Kramer's got such a big high side that, you know, when you look back at the Manny Machado, um, what well, was not the Manny Machado trade? What trade was it that they got him? It was definitely with the Dodgers. Yeah, no, it was the Manny Machado trade. It was the Manny Machado to the Dodgers um, trade. The Orioles traded Machado to the Dodgers. They got back Dean Kramer and a couple other guys and uh, Kramer kind of was the centerpiece of the deal and I just think you know pitchers out of the Dodger organization um you know generally are pretty good so I like Kramer and I think that you know I like his I think he's got a little more left in the tank here than Manoa does um look at some of the other games here the Nationals Cubs it's so hard to take the Cubs I just can't lay these kind of odds and it's like in the video I gave out the Cubs but I just man I there's no way I could bat them here, you know? There's no chance. Um, they're a lousy road team. They're not a good team. And Justin Steele is, you know, he's a big strikeout guy, but he's not the bullpen that they traded away, you know? They traded away. They had four or five good people in their bullpen. They traded them all away. So unless Justin Steele is going to go nine innings, um, you can't trust the Cubs. And um, Pirates, Red Sox, eh, it's Nick Pavetta, you know? The fact that the Pirates are only plus one twenty five here should tell you everything that you need to know. Chris, what are you selling today?
1: Well for me today I got my uh my pickoff play, my fifteen dollar play. Hit with the uh, hit with the Dodgers yesterday, looking to come back and make it back to back days here. Also have that fifteen dollar play as part of my uh Tuesday Top Tips five pack for uh, fifty bucks at Pick Dogs premium. Or right, I use that promo code AUG15, AUG15, all one word, all lowercase. Fifteen percent off at Pick Dogs and Sports Chat plays Premium.
0: I got my uh, fifteen dollar big play um, after hitting with the Mets on the on Sunday. I went back the opposite direction, took the Braves yesterday against the Mets, and that was you know. So I've had two easy, easy, easy winners in a row. I've hit about seventy percent of these big plays. I've not had a good baseball season, but it just seems that these big plays are just hitting on you know. An alarming rate, so I'll take it any day of the week. So, um, you know, I've got another fifteen dollar big play today. So, yeah, I think you know, you look at the comments and you see like you know, Corbin on the mound, Chicago run. It's like that's what everyone in the world is thinking. It's like it's not how you make money betting on sports. That's for sure. It's how you lose a lot of money. Um, it's either it's either the Nationals or no play. You know, that game. And I think sometimes not playing is 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 the is the best play. Go to our next set of games. and We got the Guardians against the Tigers. First place Guardians, 8-2 in their last 10. Always strong finishers. We got those same Braves against the Mets. We had a rain delay in last night's game. The Braves were up 3-0 in that. They came out of the rain delay and just really hammered the Mets um, even further. They had one of those innings where it was just like they couldn't get anybody out and then um, Twins taking on the Royals. Zach Granke. this has got to be the farewell tour for Greinke. Um What do you think, Chris?
1: Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Detroit Tigers here. Whether it's plus one and a half on the money line, take your pick. But Zach, please, Zach, for me, not a minus 220 pitcher. I know the Guardians leading the AAL Central. But, uh yeah, I'm not, I'm not laying this kind of juicer chasing a run line with Zach. Please, Zach is my starting pitcher. Garrett Hill hasn't been great, but, you know, I – Usually make a pretty penny with these tig- with the Tigers in these kind of big underdog situations. So, I'm giving the uh, the Detroit Tigers in this one, and uh, I also like the over eight and a half in the Braves and uh, Braves and Mets. Charlie Morton's had issues with the Mets this season. The last time we saw Taiwan Walker uh, up against the Braves, gave up eight runs in just over an inning of work. Nothing saying he does that again here, but these are two pitchers that, yeah, they, they're capable of fully tossing a gem here, but I think the offense has come to play. I think this game finishes closer to 5-4, maybe even 6-5, something along those lines, but either way, getting us over that total of 8.5, so it can be the over Mets-Braves.
0: I think Morton is, at this point in the season, is a lot more capable of a high-side um, <laughs> game than Walker is. Walker traditionally regresses you know, the second half of the season while Morton ascends. So, um, Morton really hasn't done that. He's been more good game, bad game, good game, bad game coming off the bad game. Um, Walker, like, like we said last time out, um, you know, Walker's appeared to be tipping his pitches against the Braves and in that game. And the next time out, Walker was not hit like that. So either they didn't pick up on what he was tipping his pitch or he's fixed it. And we're going to find out tonight, um, in a hurry, um, if they if he hasn't fixed it, it's going to be Urfi all day, you know. That's for sure. That seems the top of the. It seems the Braves' batting order really is coming together. At least they did look like it last night. Even um, you know early in the game when they when the Mets were getting them got some registered some outs, there were still really hard struck balls. You know, so never really a good sign. And I think you know after the uh, after the Mets kind of hammering the Braves last week, you know now they're back in Atlanta. Kind of maybe returning the favor. I kind of like the Twins there against the Royals too. Just you know, this is another one of those games that you even go to the run line, it's unbettable. You know, so just it is what it is. I know other cappers have no problem giving these things out, but you know. For me, it's like I'm not going to sell 190 and, and you know call it a premium pick by any stretch of the imagination. Um, same thing here with Cardinals, Rockies, um, Rangers, A's, and then the Brewers, Dodgers. Chris hammered in your video. Um, I don't know. I'm going to guess you maybe took the Brewers in the video, but you got absolutely crushed in the comments on that thing. So probably a really strong play here on the Brewers um, with. Uh, the criticism that you took there
1: funny enough, you know, I took the Dodgers in that in that video at, uh, when it was at a coin flip price and uh yeah I, I don't know I, I just think that, you know Woodruff Brandon Woodruff he is you know ar- arguably and obviously the more tenured pitcher here you he took means-
0: the Dodgers in the video because I didn't watch the video with so this guy's just an asshole in the comments is that really is that what that comes down to probably probably yeah. or he just doesn't even watch the video he just you know yeah just acts like a turd ball
1: yeah, probably. I, I leaned lean towards the Dodgers at, when it was at minus one ten because I was just like, you're not going to get prices like this with the Dodgers, who have been the most consistent team and and arguably arguably the best team in baseball since the beginning of July. And I know it's Ryan Pepio in in a in a in a bit of a spot start here, but I mean the Dodgers are are still the Dodgers, and the, and Brandon Woodruff, while he is obviously the he's been in the league longer, you know he's he's the better pitcher here at times for me the last week week and a half the brewers to me look like they've almost run out of gas or they're starting to slow down a little bit and this is just a value play for me just something i'm not passing up on a plus money play with the dodgers and uh, i'm probably only towards the cardinals on the run line here don't love it with jose quintana but uh the rockies starting to falter again and i think this is just one of those spots where the uh, the cardinals smell blood in the water they're starting to make a push for that division crown and uh win this one, something in the area of five to three, six to three against the Rockies. So give me the other uh, Cardinals on the run line.
0: Definitely that time of the season where you can kind of look at some of these teams and, you know, look at the road records and the teams that have less than 20 road wins, like the Tigers and the uh, Rockies, just tough, tough bets, you know, on the road when you just don't have even 20 road wins this season, it means that you've won less than 33% of your road games at this point. So um, certainly a problem. I don't know. I'm gonna have to go on the other side of that Brewers Dodgers game. I just think that those YouTube comments just absolutely inspiring um, to uh, to take the uh, to take the Brewers here. Um, I think that if you're looking for a great place to um, find information, I think you know while we give out a lot of picks and we give out a lot of winners, and you know we don't, certainly don't win them all. That's that's for sure. Um, you know, but um, I think you look at the YouTube comments and you find like those sure bet lock people, you know, and um, you just fade the living crap out of them. And I think that they come out in droves usually on the Dodgers. And, you know, this is not a favorable spot for the Dodgers. You know, this is not like a spot. And it's like, you don't see the Dodgers as a dog too often. So even the books are a little concerned here, you know, um, with the way the action is going to go on this thing. And I think, I think, Not because I don't think they're concerned about the small betters, because they're going to stay on the Dodgers and hump on them, you know, like they do. Um, I think they're concerned about offsetting the big money that that because the value that you're getting here on the Brewers um, at home in in what they know is a must-win game. You know, they have to win this one for two reasons. Number one, they're on the outside looking in at the playoffs. Their home, and number two, it's the Dodgers who they need. They know has been their nemesis. You know, it's been their kryptonite. Has been the Dodgers, so it's like just so important. And if you're not going to beat the Dodgers with Pepio, you sure as hell ain't going to beat them with anybody else. You know, so uh, you know, I think the Brewers in this one are the play. I don't think you. I don't think 99 of the money is on the Chicago Cubs. I think you have bad information. Um, there's, there's no reliable source out there that can tell you that information. I mean, there's certain ones that can show it at whatever. And I know that most of the money information that's out there is coming from offshore books. And, you know, with the legalization of us, um, betting, especially in now in some key States and some large States, um, you're seeing like a lot of that money has been offset to U S books. So not included in that offshore money. And, it kind of has skewed that data, um, making it a lot less reliable than it used to be. So, um, Anyways. Uh, let me go to our next set of games. Got the White Sox and the Astros. The White Sox with that four-run rally last night at the Angels and the Mariners. I'd love to do a study on those, you know, on the money, where it finishes, you know, where the money finishes at the first pitch or at kickoff or whatever, and saying if it's at this number, you know, what the percentage of the time that it that you know in this this and this and this and this like what percentage of the time does this does team a win what percentage of the time does team b and just have like a massive spreadsheet of all that data you know 64 percent, 65 percent. you know all of those you know and i'm sure it's a, i'm sure it's doable but I, I would love to see it but anyways white Sox against the astros got the angels against the mariners and um the mariners now in first place in the american league wild card but You know, hardly safe. You know, I think it's one game in the loss column. And then the Giants, who have now won seven games in a row or six games in a row or something, something like that. They're on a heater. Um, Jakob Eunice up against Merrill Kelly.
1: Yeah, for this time slot, there's a couple of unders I like here. I like the under between the Seattle Mariners and Los Angeles Angels. And I think Robbie Ray, is only real issues as of late have come against the Houston Astros. I think he can keep the Angels in check, even though the Angels have been finding ways to win games a little bit more frequently lately. And Jose Suarez, I haven't been a Suarez guy for much of the season. He hasn't allowed an earned run in three starts since the All-Star break. So take a shot with the under seven and a half in that one. Another low scoring game between two offenses that are fully capable of uh, stalling on any given night. We saw it from the Angels last night. I think we might see it from both teams today. And uh, I really like the under in the first five between the Houston Astros and Chicago White Sox. You see Justin Verlander and Dylan Cease, and for me that just screams pitchers duel. I know maybe that's the the, the public way of thinking about it, but you have two of the two of the best arms in the American League going at it in this one. I was looking at ex- extended totals to the under in the first five, under one and a half at plus three fifty, under a half run. If you have a zero zero game past five innings, it's a plus a thousand. So. I think I think that's definitely a great value play to have in your back pocket for that one.
0: You no, know, White Sox traditionally have their way with the Astros. It's just one of those teams, you know, certain teams just have other teams number. Yeah. And the White Sox just have the Astros number. Um, we saw it again last night. I like the I like the White Sox in this one. I think you're right. I think it, I think it's not decided by these starting pitchers. Um I like the Mariners to get it done against the Angels and Giants. Um to keep it rolling against the Dimebacks. I think the Giants catch either the Phillies or the Padres or both. I think they catch one or both. And it was parlay time.
1: All right, well, I'll go with the uh, the Houston Astros, Chicago White Sox first five under. I'll go with the, uh, the over eight and a half Braves and Mets and I'll take
0: the Tampa Bay Rays. I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals, parlay it up with the Brewers, and the White Sox. This is Mitch. with Chris, thanks for joining us. Make it a winning day. Appreciate each and every one of you.